It's the Healthy Woman Show on WJR with Ann Thomas and Dr. Carol Kowalczyk, presented by the Michigan Center for Fertility and Women's Health. Welcome to WJR's Healthy Woman Show, brought to you by the Michigan Center for Fertility and Women's Health. I'm Ann Thomas, and I am here with Dr. Carol Kowalczyk, founder of the Michigan Center. And Dr. Carol, on this edition of WJR's Healthy Woman Show, we are going to talk about a lot of fun and interesting things. You know, the show's full of variety this time. It's got uh, talking about St. Patrick's Day, helping uh, people with disabilities to feel better in their homes, and getting kids to learn how to read and love what they do to give them a great foundation. So I'm excited, Anne. A great show coming up next. Welcome to WJR's Healthy Woman Show, brought to you by the Michigan Center for Fertility and Women's Health. I'm Ann Thomas, and I'm here with Dr. Carol Kowalczyk from the Michigan Center. And Dr. Carol, it's March, it's finally arrived, and that means it's time for some annual St. Patrick's Day celebrations. And we have the perfect person with us here to talk about that. My favorite person here at WJR Radio, Paul W. Smith. Paul, welcome to the show. Annie, how nice of you to say. Well, we've been together longer than anybody else at the radio station. And let me just say, Dr. Carol and Ann, uh, how much I appreciate all the good work you guys do day in and day out, year in and year out with this great show. And uh, because it, it was a long time that we didn't talk about the things that women need to know. Uh, hence the name Healthy Women's uh, Show, we finally figured out that women have many of the same problems, if not all of the same problems uh, as men, but they, it just, they manifest themselves in different ways. So I'm even going to go as far as to say you've saved lives and you should <laughs> be very happy about that, Carol. Really, I mean that, Doc. You're a sweetheart for saying that. And Paul, you're an amazing man yourself. Well, I'm Making not Making sure all these issues I that wanted you to put on doctor. your show is all set. Well, we do cover a lot, Ann and I, and and the team, the team, the team. But uh, we're excited about the 65th annual St. Patrick's uh, Parade. And later that week, on that following Friday, that's uh, the parade is on Sunday, March 12th. On March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, we finally are getting together again for the big Paul W. Smith WJR St. Patrick's Day celebration uh, we haven't been together, I am, I don't know, two, three years. We haven't been together with three years, with Paul. Yeah. Three. Mm -hmm. wow. Yes. So we're doing it now and we're doing it. We've done it a variety of places, but what they've come up with now is the beautifully remodeled uh, Fisher Theater lobby, which I haven't even been in uh, since they did all the changes they've made. So I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Let me ask you a question, you guys, with uh, you being with WJR for for um, so many wonderful years. Uh, can you who is helping to sponsor this? Um, how does this work? I mean, it, how has it been in the past uh, at the Fisher Theater for the party? Um, just, you know, what, 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 do, what do you expect and this who gets is, to go? This is a, a, a party that started in the upstairs lobby of the radio station right. with JP. And I was there, uh, not hosting, but as a as a happy uh, uh, party goer. And it was up in that lobby, and that was not a big area. Oh. But my goodness, this thing has grown and grown and grown. We've now had it several different places uh, of growing size. And we have a lot of sponsors that make it possible. 
and sponsors like Absopure bringing the water and the coffee. And uh, I think Joe Vacari uh, on the Amos. Anne can tell you because Anne, you know, Carol, Anne does all the work. <laughs> really show up at the last minute, never late, always show up at the last minute and get the glory of hosting the show that she's put together. Oh, I love it. So, Anne, tell us a little bit about this this party that you have uh, every, how, you know, what, what, what do people expect? Well, we invite all kinds of people, movers and shakers around town, Carol, and we do have wonderful sponsors. I know this year Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is going to be sponsoring the broadcast. And like Paul says, Absopure, Joe Vacari, and a host of other wonderful clients will be sponsoring and attending. And it's just a morning to kind of celebrate, um, you know, spring and St. Patrick's Day. And people and you know absolutely love that, it. With that uh, that thought in mind, spring and such, the good Weingarts family. Yes, is, they're part is, of it, too. Uh, and then people are going to say to them, we bought a snowblower and we didn't need it. Don't complain ever about not needing a snowblower. <laughs> now it's time to buy your lawnmower. And boy, they've got some great ones. They've got some great electric lawnmowers too. But anyway, glad to have the wine guards helping us out. They they do so much for so many people, as well as Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan and Absopure and the Vicari Restaurant Group, all those people. We just need a party. We're going to have a great St. Patrick's Day celebration. Now, the parade... Uh, back to the parade on uh, that Sunday before, if I'm not mistaken, I heard you guys talking just before we came on. Uh, that's when we have to spring forward. That Saturday night before Sunday, yes. March 12th. Is that correct? That's right, Paul. Yeah. Spring so forward. so uh, change your clocks when you go to bed Saturday, or you're going to be late for church and late for the parade. And late for the parade. And you know, that parade, that is the 65th annual Detroit St. Patrick's Parade. Wow. It's hosted by the United Irish Societies, and thousands and thousands of people attend this. They say somewhere between 80 to 100,000 people in wow. Detroit's Corktown. And our own Paul W. Smith is going to be the MC. And it's a lot of fun, isn't it, Paul? It is a lot of fun. I had to miss, I think uh, I think I got sick last year. I got, something happened, something hit me. But Mike Kelly, uh, who always is in touch with us, will be on the air with us ahead of the, the parade. And all the people, there's a lot of work that goes in this. In fact, Mike was uh, smart enough, as was the United Irish Society, to to um, enlist the services of Tony Michaels of the parade company. And so the I, I learned in one of the notes they sent to me, stand by for your script from the parade company. So I'm glad they're still involved. That means things should run very, very well, because nobody knows how to throw a parade better than Tony Michaels and his team at the parade company. So yes, we're looking you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's a great event. People from all over Metro Detroit come to that event. And um, it's just a good sign again. It's a sign of spring and celebration, Carol. So, Anne, how do people know where to start? I mean, do we is there a, a website or something or they just go onto the WJR web? That's a good question. I would go to the United Irish Society's website and they'll have all the details on the parade and the start time. I believe it starts at one o'clock near 6th Street and Michigan Avenue and continues west of 14th Street in Corktown. And honestly, it's a big bash, right, Paul? It is a big bash. A lot of people having a lot of fun. 
And, and I'm glad that Ann said that because I did hear, I, I haven't, this is so far off for me, Carol. I mean, I, <laughs> I turned the page to the next day and oh my God, I've got the parade. But um, it, it's a new parade route from what okay. I understand. So, I mean, I think that's what Ann was telling us. I think that's the, the new parade route, but it's best to go online. It's best to go to the United Irish Societies and, and look, because I'm sure they'll have uh, some information about parking, what time it is, where you should go, where the best place to go is, all of that sort of stuff. And there is a website. It's DetroitsStPatrickParade.com. DetroitsStPatrickParade.com. And I'll only say this um, because it's you can't help yourself. You want to say, oh, the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Well, don't do that because it isn't St. Patrick's Day. And so if you put in St. Patrick's Day Parade, you're, I don't know what it'll tell you, but it's Detroit St. Patrick's Parade.com. Because yes, it's that's right. Sunday before uh, St. Patrick's Day. And it's going to be a lot of fun, a great parade. <laughs> Thank you for your time today, Paul. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Carol and Ann. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Paul W. Smith. You are listening to WJR's Healthy Woman Show. We'll be back right after these messages. You are listening to WJR's Healthy Woman Show. And Dr. Carol, March is Disability Awareness Month. So we asked Dave Malkevich, owner of Barrier Free Plus to join us today. Now this company is a trusted home improvement company that helps homeowners make adjustments to their homes to accommodate a disabled loved one. Dave, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here with us tonight. Glad to be here and hope we can uh, enlighten people in a proper direction. And Carol, I know you're going to kind of kick this off for us. Well, I got to congratulate you. You've been around 28 years, which is amazing. And I commend you for providing the ability of independence and ownership to those who are disabled in getting around their home and feeling comfortable and safe uh, while they're moving from room to room. And I'm I, my first question, I'm curious, how and why did you get into this part of your business? I was, well, unfortunately, my mother had fallen. Mm. And we grew up in a three-bedroom house, two landings, basement, detached garage that they had purchased. My parents purchased in 1957. After she had fallen, we had to do some of the renovations to accommodate her needs. And we progressed from there. We saw so much satisfaction she got by staying in her own home and having the ability to get around, it motivated me to reconfigure our corporate strategy and go strictly into that type of business. Wow, that is amazing. And so you've been doing this for how many years, the Barrier Free Plus? I myself have approximately 18 years experience just doing that work. I have another partner in the company that has got 10 years and another project manager with four years with us now. That is amazing. And I'm curious, can you just say, hey, I need a ramp, or hey, I need to revise a certain room uh, and do it yourself, or are there certain certifications that you need to do these projects? Can can my husband go and do something, or do we have to do anything special um, 
to get these certifications before we start making these improvements? Well, with any building requirements, there are guidelines to follow. And a lot of homeowners don't really know like ramp specifications and their loved one comes home and they stick a piece of plywood on their porch, try to push them up and they fall flat on their butt. So there are requirements that need to be done with that. And as far as grab bar installations, there are anchoring kits that we utilize and all our installers utilize to give the grab bars 300 pounds of resistance on oh. each end. So you do have to be a little bit versed whether or not a homeowner can do it themselves. Many things that, as you see in building, people do by themselves. But it's probably not a recommended feat because there are little variables that make life a lot simpler for everybody to enjoy. Understood. And so what kind of renovations or projects can you do to make a home more disability friendly? Well, to start off with, oftentimes when people end up with a disability, they're coming directly from the hospital or a rehab center. So when they have to have a way to get into their home and to their follow-up doctor's visits afterwards. So ramp is normally the thing that first comes to play. Okay. Somehow you have to make it up the steps, either through a ramp or a vertical platform lift to allow you to enter the room. The second thing that becomes a big variable is bathing. Okay. Um, none of us mind making dinner for their parents and bringing them snacks from the store. There's not too many of us that really want to bathe our parents. And your parents or loved ones, or could be even a child, needs the access to the bathroom in order to get showering and basic toileting type activities. Got it. And so those are the four, the two things that you start with. How long does it take to get these things in place? So, and, and do people call you like if i have a relative who is disabled now and needs those revisions in their home what's the process do we call barrier free plus and say hey you know my you know uncle is coming home in a week and is in a wheelchair and we don't know how long they'll what what's the process and and how long do these revisions take uh in general good question what's well, it's a very simple process, actually. By contacting our office, we have an office manager that mans the phone. She will get the information from a person that we're speaking to. We'll assign that to one of our representatives that will go out, either myself or Joe or Blair, and we evaluate the needs that that person may require, whether it be a ramp or tearing out a bathtub to make it a roll-in shower or if they already have a low curb shower, it could be something as simple as grab bars. That could be used for the person to hang on to while they're actually showering. Uh -huh. The time frame, a ramp we can normally accomplish within a week. But we find that hospitals don't always give you that much lead right. time. No. Yeah. I mean, they say, okay, your mom's getting out of the hospital on Thursday and it's Tuesday. You're right. Yes. So 
sometimes transportation companies will have the availability to actually get the person in the home, but that person will have a follow-up visit that has to be done. And they have to get in and out to their standard activities. So the ramp in one week time is, you know, a very feasible type thing that, you know, everybody can think about. Wow. And can you um, think of some memorable projects that you've worked on that are dear to your heart over the years? Well, it started with my mother, of course, but after that, every project is pretty much memorable. Uh, you'll never be in a more gratifying business than we are. The employees that we have are very compassionate, they're caring, and they get gratified as much as I do by seeing the smile on a person's face or mm -hmm. seeing a six-year-old girl being able to go into the shower without the aid of anybody else. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a variety of memories and we could go on and on and on and on. But just to see the people be able to get out, go back into life, get on their way, it's, it's just so rewarding its own reward. God bless you. Dave, what about cost? How expensive is it to do this for someone's home? It's not inexpensive okay. by any means. Um, a ramp can be anywhere between $4,000 and $7,000. Mm -hmm. A complete handicap barrier-free total bath renovation well, we're on anywhere between 17000 and as high as 30000 depending on overhead lifts, um, wheelchair accessibility, basic needs, long-term needs. However, it would seem to me that it might, in the long run, be cheaper than having to stay in a rehab center or find totally different accommodations, right? Well, quite often it's far less costly. Uh, yeah. My personal experience with my own parents is they grew out of their ability to stay in their own residence. Yes. And it was $7,000 a month for us to have them in a, basically an assisted living facility. And I was just thinking the same thing is that when I first saw heard that price tag, I'm like, whoa. That is a lot for, you know, pe most people to to afford to do. But again, having a relative who we had to find assisted living for, you know, that does come into play is is that cost that you're mentioning sounds very expensive to me. But when you're doing that seven thousand dollars a month for. <laughs> Finding an assisted living, you, you got to think about that. And the other thing is there's a lot of pride in being yes. able to stay in your own home that you've lived with forever, you've built, you've got your memories there. And to give you the independence to stay in the place that, you know, you you love so much. So that's something that I think is is something that is very important to, to say. Now, where are you located and how far out do you go to help others? And do hospitals and rehab centers know to send or give your information to their patients? I would assume they would. To answer your first question is we're located in Macomb Township, basically <laughs> 21 mile road at I-94. Our travel area, 
We try to stay within an hour and a half of our home base. Um, but we do have some other companies that we work with that are out of Saginaw, out of Grand Rapids, and we could be a referral source. One of the disadvantages for us of WJR is that great voice of the Great Lakes goes everywhere. <laughs> so we get calls from Indiana. We get calls from Ohio, uh, you know, three, four, five hours away. And we just can't truly accommodate those, you know, distances geographically. Now, what uh, about the fishing boat, Dave? <laughs> Tell us about that. That's so cool what that's you're working a, on. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah. The fishing pole is a probably a 12-year dream of mine. From being in the homes and seeing that there's so many children that don't get out and do anything except doctors, appointments, rehab centers, veterans that come back and they're in their home, disabled in wheelchairs, that don't get out to do anything. We had decided as a company, as one of our give back projects, to create a barrier free fishing boat. And wow. we had built a 26 foot tritune boat that is wheelchair accessible, can hold two power chairs at a time on the boat. And on Wednesdays and Sundays, starting right about May through October, we have trips that we take people off fishing free of charge. Oh. All they have to do is go to our website, No Limits Fishing, sign up. I happen to be a licensed captain, and we've got two guys in our company assist also. Yeah, we take people out just for a three-hour trip. Many of them don't even care if they catch a fish. <laughs> it's just something different, something that, you know, works into their schedule, and we just truly enjoy doing it. Wow. I have chills. I'm listening to Me that too. story and I have chills about the gift of freedom and the beauty of nature and the thrill of putting that, you know, fishing pole in that water and seeing if you get anything. Wow. That is, that is unbelievable. And how long has that been going on for? We actually, last year was our first full year. Wow. We had the boat built two years ago and Surprisingly, we had difficulty finding some place to keep it. Oh. Uh, a lot of people were scared and fearful of what we do with the boat. <laughs> and the township of Clay stepped up and they have a fishing pier in Clay Township that's 15 feet wide, 200 feet long, and they gave us free docking for five mm -hmm. years. And we had a Thank hoist. Thank you, Clay in. Township. Yes. Yep. We had a hoist put in. So it actually lifts the boat up to the height of the pier. Wow. A oh, person in a wheelchair enters the boat in their wheelchair. They never have to get out of their chair or off of their walker. And once they're in the back of the boat, we actually have Q strength tie downs if we should need. The boat's extremely stable, never had to use them. But they're there so we get in inclement weather. Wow, what a great thing you're doing. I can only imagine the reaction that you get from people who do this. They must be so grateful for this experience, Dave. 
the people are grateful and my wife who is a uh, avid fishing person and her little trowel go out with us all the time a lot of the families and the veterans i think they like the trowel and be able to boat more than they like fishing <laughs> but that's okay it, right yeah it gives them yeah. a three-hour time frame to forget uh-huh. about life for a while and that's kind of why we're doing it when wow. it's about it's just a great thing you're doing on this uh, Disability Awareness Month. It has been so great to meet you, Dave Malkevich, the owner of Barrier Free Plus, and learn a little bit about the wonderful work you're doing in this area. Wow, very impressive. Thank you. I thank you. You are listening to WJR's Healthy Woman Show. We'll be back right after this. listening to WJR's Healthy Woman Show. I'm Ann Thomas. I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Carol Kowalczyk. And Carol, March is National Reading Month, so we thought it would be good to invite Jane Rose Valley, the founder of Literacy for Kids, back to the show. And today she is also joined by Heather Mertz, the Executive Director of Literacy for Kids. Ladies, welcome, welcome. It's great to have you here. Thank, Thank you, you so much. You know, you guys, I am. So, I can't tell you how proud I am of you too. I, I'm so honored to know you. And I love the passion you have for helping kids get the foundation to really inspire themselves to read and, 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 and inspire their lives to just have the best success in their futures. And so impressed with how passionate you are about getting kids really interested in in reading and moving forward. How did this start? I know this is what your fifth anniversary, right? We're in our fifth year, which is amazing. Um, In 2018, I had this idea. I was traveling around to schools. Um, I'm a children's author and reading and the impact that it made to see reading to these students, I can't even begin to explain it. And so Heather and I started talking and I thought if I was making this little difference, if we could somehow bring in like-minded, articulate, passionate authors to Detroit students, and we could fund that because there's an expense and we could get a book signed by each of those authors for these students, it could be kind of a very cool thing. So that's where the idea started was back in 2018 and 2019 we got our 501 c3 accreditation and then COVID hit yes <laughs> and that darn um, COVID Heather, yeah, <laughs> yeah Heather likes to say I mean you can kind of talk about what we did through COVID which wasn't it didn't stop us I mean it no. yeah Actually, uh, we developed uh, this a literacy program called uh, uh, Authors in Detroit, where we connect Detroit students with nationally acclaimed, award-winning authors. And as soon as COVID hit, we realized we can continue doing what we're doing, and we can reach out to these authors and provide virtual presentations, which oh. really allowed Jane and I to reach out to authors from all around the world. Wow. And where at that time we couldn't afford to fly them in and pay for their overnight accommodation. So the silver lining was we were able to reach out and establish relationships with these amazing authors that we still have today now that we're back in person. Um, And we did everything virtually and reached a good amount of students. We shipped the books to them and we were really able to continue 
building on this authors in Detroit concept, which That's our main program and is what all the donations really fund this author program. You know, that is quite amazing because even through Zoom, you were able to connect with all of these kids and it was a good way to start so that, you know, everyone was on Zoom anyway. So it probably would have been a fun thing for a kid after all that homework they had to do to actually see this really cool author from around the country or around the world. Um, Defined literacy for people who are unaware of what that truly means. What are you... um, trying to bring to these kids in the form of literacy? So we define literacy as the world that's around us. It's the way we communicate. It's obviously reading and writing, but it's also communicating. Um, we think it's art and dance, and we, we broaden that, that focus. Some children, you know, reading is difficult. They don't necessarily like it. Writing is tricky. So if we can encompass the world and make it more broad and that is frightening and give them options of how they can communicate and make them curious. It, it, it increases their learning. We often say we like literacy for kids celebrates the art for all children, for all different types of learners, readers. We build these uh, literacy programs that really kind of build these lifelong learners. And we kind of catch it from a different angle. We find these diverse authors that kind of come in as a mentor to these students. We always provide a question and answer time for the students to ask these authors questions. And, and these questions from first graders from all the way up to you know 12th grade are asking these beautiful articulate questions to these authors and it really creates a moment for these students you you kind of see the light bulb go on where they can realize that literacy comes in all different forms mm-hmm. literacy comes in illustrations um and it just is a way for these students to kind of register that it's not just reading a word on a piece of paper there's so much more to it and there's authors Some in detroit and there's authors in Detroit 2023. So um, I know that there talk about some of the authors you've had. And I think on May 10th, there's going to be some authors that are going to be presenting to several 1600 students. So so who are some of these authors and, and what are the, what are the what's going to happen on May 10th? Well, uh, our authors in Detroit, our spring uh, version of authors in Detroit will happen May 10th. We have three Detroit schools the Bog School, the Ronald Brown Academy, as well as Go Lightly Education Center. And we will bring in three authors to prevent, present to all the grades. So we have an author for each grade. They'll present, we'll gift a book to each of these students in these three schools. And the students will have a chance to hear the author's presentation, have a question and answer, um, and then take the author's autographed book home with them. We have a new author, Matt De La Pena, who's from um, Southern California, and he's new to our authors. And I think what I love about him, he will be speaking to all the schools. Yeah, but, but what grade level do you remember? Third through fifth. Okay, so he he likes to explain himself as writing about mixed race kids growing up in tougher communities, kids who are struggling. And he thinks that the books he writes reflect their experience. So each of our authors is passionate about the same thing that we are. And so they share this united belief that through reading, children 
can learn and be more empathetic. They can learn about other people, other cultures. It broadens their world. And that's done through reading. And each one of these authors believes that and brings a different take on that when they speak with these children. And I don't think we can t teach our children that enough. And if it comes in different forms, whether it's through poetry or music, uh, Kwame Alexander is a poet. And there's a lot of white space on his pages. So if a child is reading, it's not as intimidating. He's got oh. that beat and that rhythm and, mm -hmm. and, and he likes music. And so he, he, he talks about sports. He brings in basketball into his storytelling, which is why he really became an author because he grew up loving basketball. And so he writes these articulate books that are written in poetry form almost. They rhyme, they have a beat and rhythm. And it's just a different way for a student to read. It's not 500 pages of all words. It's it's incredible. And the, the importance of this is that, you know, nearly 84% of Detroit's third grade students, this is pre-COVID numbers, did not read at that grade level. Graduation <laughs> rates are impacted by reading skills measured at grade three. And Detroit pre-COVID ranked kind of pretty low in the math and reading. But in 2022, you presented to over 5,000 students this opportunity for the, the reading abilities and this beautiful connection between all of these authors and 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 the students. So I really commend you for all of this hard work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Our, I just think we want to impact as many classrooms in Detroit as possible, create enthusiastic readers, um, and create lifelong readers and learners. That's our goal. That so is the great. more donations we receive, the more we can run our programs yeah. and meet as many Detroit students as possible. And that's what I want on the flip side there. How do we donate to your cause? Um, I know that many of our friends have donated to you. So a question is, how do we donate and where does that money go? So someone knows that when they're giving their $50,000, $2, you know, how do you use that to make this project so successful? So we would direct you right to our literacyforkids.org website, go right to the donate page, and within that donate page, we separate where your donations go. We separate, you can donate to authors in Detroit, you can give a general donation, we do a book for book donation, so you can choose where you want your money to go. And all that information is on the donate section on our website, which is literacyforkids.org. Jane Rose Valley, founder of Literacy for Kids and Heather Mertz, executive director. Thank you so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate it. What a great effort that you, you both are working on. Great opportunity. Thank you for having us. Thank you. It's our pleasure. And Dr. Carroll, I know that for the month of April, you've got big plans for this show for us. Well, I hate to say it's all about me in April, but it's going to be all about me in April. <laughs> um, so uh, it's Infertility Awareness Week, and uh, it's the I think it's April 23rd through the 29th. And this is the month that I always try to take the entire show to empower couples looking for their their desire to make their family dreams come true uh, with information that will help guide them with things like 
when to go see someone, what the definitions are of infertility, what a workup entails, what treatment options we have. And so one in eight couples or 15% of the population trying to get pregnant are having difficulties. So uh, you're not alone. There's a lot of opportunity for you to be able to be successful with your family. And so the show is going to highlight all of these things. Uh, and that's going to be with our April segment. And what about the satellite centers? I know that you, they are going to be up and running this month. Yes. So tell yes. our listeners a little bit about them. Very excited. We've um, had the need uh, or the request to open up a little more north. So we are going to have uh, two satellites that are going to be pop-ups in March. March 30th will be our Lansing Okemos location. And then March 31st will be Grand Rapids. So if there, you know someone in need of fertility uh, information and treatment, then going on to our website at mifertility.com or calling our Warren office as the base station, they can connect patients for us to be able to see them out in the Lansing Okemos in the Grand Rapids area. So is this just like going to a regular doctor's office? Is that what it's going to feel like, Dr. Carroll? Oh, absolutely. So we have uh, partnered with uh, a program called uh, Baby Vision. So in those two locations, there is uh, uh, offices where uh, once you're pregnant, there are 40 ultrasounds that are done through the course of your uh, pregnancy. And we will be in those offices uh, to start to see patients, new patients, and okay. test results. And as these satellites grow, then we are going to be adding you know, the ability to do testing and procedures down the road. So very excited to be out there. And and uh, as, as someone who has... Uh, been in those areas through Michigan State and, and Grand Valley. And and again, God bless, you know, the Spartans in Michigan State. Um, we love you. And uh, we're here and praying for you continually. Um, you know, those two places are very dear, dear, dear to my heart. And I'm really excited to start there. You're doing such wonderful work in the community. We're looking forward to hearing more about it, Dr. Carroll, in future shows, because I think it's interesting. Thank you. You've been listening to WJR's Healthy Woman Show, brought to you by the Michigan Center for Fertility and Women's Health. On behalf of Dr. Carol Kowalczyk, I'm Ann Thomas. We hope you have a great night. The Healthy Woman Show with Ann Thomas and Dr. Carol Kowalczyk has been presented by the Michigan Center for Fertility and Women's Health.